0: Hi, it's Zaki. In this episode, we wanted to seek out a voice from a Palestinian village in Hebron to further understand some of the recent stories of violence in the area. You're listening to. You're listening to... The village of Atuani in the southern Hebron Hills is known for being the site of many land disputes since 1967. Neighboring the Jewish settlement Ma'on and being under constant military guard, we often hear stories of violent events arising in the region. While we read and hear many stories on the news, without being there and seeing what's happening, it's hard to understand.
1: Our life is not normal, and I, I need everybody to hear this. Like, demoli- house demolitions, it's not normal.
0: It's not this is Basil Adra, an activist who spends his time documenting life in his region. My name is
1: Basil Adra from uh, Tuani Village. South of Hebron uh, Hills, Uh, I am uh, 24 years old. Uh, I'm human rights activist. I studied law. I am activist in my village and in my and the the village and the Palestinian villages, the Palestinian communities that are around uh, my village, which is all called It's is communities in Area C. It's south of Hebron Hills. So I am activist there, which is mean I am like documenting all the violations that going go on on the ground, uh, participating in the action days that happening, participating in the uh, protests, in the work days, hitting my communities. Uh, I've been grow up in a family that chose to to face the incubation, uh, chose to not give up, but to improve their life and the life of the of the village that they are living in and the communities around them. About the about my village Twani, uh, it's uh, as other villages in have been under the incubation in 1967. Uh, the people start like uh, like suffering in the beginning of the 80s. When Maon uh, settlements start be building on the land of, of the, the people there and the, of my like, community, my village, uh, because they start to miss their agriculture land, the land of the village uh, because the, the Israeli authorities are building their uh, new settlements and settlers who start living there start co- controlling the land. The other side there is a, the road 317, which is also the Israeli established it. Uh, and they always, like most of the time, make a flying checkpoints on the entrance of our village, and that like limited our uh, movement, and uh, sometimes they prevent us to go out or to come in, or like just uh, keep us like waiting on the checkpoints for hours, checking our IDs, our cars, uh, checking our bodies, uh, to make our life uh, hard. The situation in Masafriatta. It has like uh, the occupation, the Israeli authorities has one goal behind all what they are doing, which is to kick us out uh, out of the, this road 317, like to take us from our communities, our small villages that we have been living for years there. They want to take us from these villages out to area A, to the big cities, and so they can annex the, our villages, our land. Uh, to Israel without uh, Palestinians, we don't want annexation. Even when us there, when we, we don't we we don't want this annexation to happen. But what that's the goal of the the incubation behind all that, that the stuff they they are doing, uh, and been going on a lot of demolitions in the earlier like 2000s, like our mosque in the village were demolished twice. Uh, some many houses were de- were demolished in, in that in that time. But uh, the people of my village, my parents, and uh, the the whole community started uh, a non resistance against this, like, uh, these violations. We didn't have any electricity, any water supply, any road, any school, any clinic. But step by step, the people decided to face this, like... uh, unfair policies from the from the israelis and start facing it by building so they start first in the, in the end of the 90s building the school for all the communities almost in the Uh they succeeded that after 20 days like uh, to, to build the, the school they got a demolition order for the school but they succeeded also to get frozen order by a help of israeli left-wing lawyer who helped them in the in the court and uh, the people obliged, like obliged, to not build more classes. They just built it, three ro- classrooms. Uh, but it was like the beginning, the beginning of success in 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 the village. So then they left the school for a while, and they start building clinic with the same thing. The, the army come, uh, they hide the tools. The army go, they start building again. Uh, the women go and help the men by working and protecting them from being arrested by the army uh, with us as a children as, as, and, and that time. Uh, so we succeeded to bring also the public opinion uh, on our village. So that's a very comprehensive history. Thank
0: you very much. Um, I wanted to ask, you know, you mentioned kind of today the, the situation as it is. I, wa- I want to know what does life look like in your village on a day to day
1: basis? So every day we like, it's, it's almost like every day it's crazy, settlers go attack us, throw stones to the, to the shepherds or attack the children uh, who's going to the school or attack shepherds uh, going or going during the night, cut olive trees uh, or destroying a, a home or something like this. And also the demolitions that the, 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 the Israeli army are doing are very crazy. They come like under the pressure of Regevim organization and the, the Israeli government uh, to demolish the houses, the structures that we are building to hide under under the rain or under the sun. They are brought in the trees that, that we are that we are like uh, planting. As you're hearing that we are building illegally, we are building on our land. On a land that we we have evidence to prove that it's our land, the Israeli government saying yes, it's your land. But you are prevented to build on on it. We are called. We every time we go and send them uh, a request for a permission that we are build. We want build. We want to live. It's the only land we have, and we we have we we will live on it. And we need permission to make our building live because it's the only place where we can be, otherwise we will be refugees. The solution is we need people to come fight with us against this policy until we got master plans for our communities, until we can build our homes without being demolished, until we can build a sheep shelter for our animals and they can be in this rain that uh, they, they will be hidden from the rain, not being outside and some of the animals are dying now because of this weather and the the main like the main reason behind that is the incubation that preventing us to build to to, to build uh, sheep shelters or houses yesterday i was in, in uh, like it was in a tour with other guys and we saw people caves are uh, the water are dropping from from the hive because of the snow inside their their like their caves because their houses were demolished and in, in in 2020 in the summer of 2020, so in the winter they don't have houses. They go in very old caves, uh, and there like a lot of waters come inside their houses now. There's many people who have their tents uh, fall down uh, from the weather, and if. The, not, the, not fall down and being destroyed by the weather The the Israeli civilian administration and army come to confiscate it or demolish it. They are, they, are, they are doing all these things through settlers' attacks, through building more settlements, through demolishing all the things that we are building. Is the only goal is to evacuate us from this land and denix it. And we won't live on our land and build our homes on our land, it's crazy, especially this period since uh, my my friend Harun was shot at the beginning of this year, the first day of this year, and that was his birthday. Uh, he got shot shot in his neck uh, we start participating in protests every friday against the home demolitions uh, and against the the shot of harun calling for justice for him
0: bassel is referring to harun abu aram who was shot in the neck by an idf soldier as they were confiscating his neighbor's generator This story was reported on by several different news sources, many of which failed to agree as to whether or not he was armed or who incited the violent element, though a video of the event first posted on Twitter made its way to Haaretz, leading many to believe that Harun
1: had no weapon. And that's the only thing they have to understand, that as much as they do shooting us, demolishing our homes, we won't live in our homes legally and peacefully, and we want to move freely on our community. So I want to, um,
0: I, I want to get back to, to asking you about uh, your, your work as a human rights activist and your father. But first, I wanted to take a brief aside and ask you more about Harun's story and uh, the event that happened on, on January 1st. I know that it was reported on uh, in the Israeli news and the international media, if I'm, if I'm correct. But I wanted to hear your perspective, what happened
1: uh, on that day yeah so harun is is really my friend that we spent uh, many of time together i was one week with harun before he got shot like he was shot in, in 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 friday i was the friday before with him working in his day in his in his home his home was demolished uh, in november uh, and we, we worked in the cleaning the rubbles because he want to, to to build it again because Harun got like engaged uh, before some months and he wants to build his home again and to prepare it because he was planning to have his wedding on this and like in summer 2021. But now it's really hard because he can't move anymore. Harun tried, like, felt uh, uh, very bad from the civilian administration and the Israeli army coming and demolishing houses and keep demolishing houses. So he wanted to stop in in the face of this policy uh, by his body, by, like, trying to tell them that's enough. And that's, like, enough what you are doing every week. Like, every week they come and demolish uh, structures in South Hebron Hills. And that's what we all feel, that's enough like you are coming and uh and demolishing houses and to be honestly we always boast about it and i see it as an activist that other people outside uh, who's not like his home being demolished is reading it as a normal use that the houses got demolished but this is not normal it's not normal life so Harun tried to, to 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 face this policy with his body to prevent them confiscation or demolishing anymore and also they were beating his father very violently the israeli uh, soldiers so what he was trying to prevent them to take the generator they were taking it very violently then he catch with it then they catch uh, at the end they sh- they shot him and that was like very shocked for everybody and very crazy that they, they shot him because of of, of the generator they can Leave him with the generator and go away. And what's the reason? They can't, like, they, I don't know how to explain you this. Like, they, they could see Harun working with a generator inside a shelter, but they can't see that the settlers bringing, like, uh, concrete bombs and uh, uh, bulldozers to building on the outposts and illegally. They're building illegally also, but they are doing nothing for them. But they can see a small generator for the Palestinians working in a in a in a shelter because of the rain. So it's an unfair story and very, very heartbreaking. That's what happened with uh, our friend Haroon. Absolutely.
0: Thank you for for sharing your perspective on that. So I understand that your father is an influential human rights activist um, here here in uh, the region. Can you tell us a little bit about him what his beliefs are and, and his work?
1: My father grew up in a in a in a simple family. He's uh like he's he's grew up as a as a shepherd with his sheep, work land, and go outside with the sheep, graze them, and that's how he started. Uh, like uh, our family like how uh, like how he started this as a shepherd and a simple farmer. But when he sees settlers are controlling the land where he grazed the sheep under the protection of the army, he decided to. Uh, with the other people in the village to uh to to work on like prevent them doing this, settlers control a lot a lot a lot of land and that's like uh make like the 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 land where the people uh were us like as a Palestinian graze our sheep is this and lake and there is no places to go outside with the sheep and that's what the only work we do as a as a farmers like like most of the communities is farmers and they have the sheep and they graze the them and they blow the land and they worked it. So my father started the early 2000s, 2000, 2002, 2003, 2004, that year he started working with the Israeli left-wing activists and international activists in the village to go and work the land that the settlers are attacking them while they're working there or preventing uh, them to work there. So my father took the direction of nonviolent resistance to face the settlers' crimes and the army violations, the army attacks against us. Uh, so being activist and go, uh, like participating in the in the protests and do the work days, helping the other people, go, bring the the volunteers with the shivars, uh, and 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 all the, all of these things. And I am really proud of him, proud of like being. Uh, his son like uh, activist and uh, uh to, like learn from him, from how he behaved and also I've been so much times worried about him, he was arrested like uh, last February, he was arrested this February, mm-hmm. like February 2020, February 21 he was arrested first time 2005 while he was grazing the sheep and the settler, soldiers like to kick him outside of the land and he was he's like he was like refusing and rejecting because he had a paper from the high court in Jerusalem that he can graze the sheep in that valley where they were preventing him. He was arresting over than 10 times and all the times he was arrested, he was paying a bill, uh, but that like didn't let him give up. He's like continue fighting for, uh, for our rights and the rights of the, of, the, of the village and the Palestinian communities that we want justice and we want freedom uh, and living uh, peacefully on, on our land. He paid a lot, like uh, of of like a price for for this uh for this resistance.
0: I understand that very recently, or even still, your father is on trial, and that trial is being widely protested. Can you tell me a little bit more about that?
1: Uh, yes, he was arrested like last Tuesday, and he was like uh, he he had uh, uh the the trial. Uh, and Thursday and Sunday I was there, and they were like uh charging him of like uh for a lie charge that they said he was throwing stones, but I was in both uh, both hearing for him in the court, and they didn't have any evidence or any proof. But I showed to the judge that I document the settlers were throwing stones to us to the shepherds to the to the people who were in the field. They were like, the settlers were uh, put uh, like masks on their face and come with the dangerous dogs and slang shots and guns and throwing stones to us and trying to let the dogs hurt us. Uh, so the, he said that, yeah, it seems from my video that the settlers attacking us. Uh, but even though he like uh, like forced my father to pay 7,500 shekel as a bill, even they didn't have any proof or any evidence Uh, that he was throwing stones. Other activists, Israeli and international activists came in front of the offer court and make a a protest uh, against his uh, arrest, like to ask freedom for him.
0: I I wanted to know, you know, 7,500 shekels, that's not a small amount of money, right? That's that's quite a lot. So is that something that you know is readily available to the people of Altuani? Uh,
1: honestly, that's very high of money and doesn't make any sense for us. It doesn't make any sense to uh, uh, to pay one shekel because I was in both uh, trials of my father. I I studied law and now I'm uh, like training as a lawyer, and I didn't see any evidence in their hands that they can charge him, pay anything, or stay in the prison. This amount of money very high. My father was charged all, in, in 2009, he paid also to, to 20,000 shekel and he stayed in, in jail for 45 days. And also without any evidence, without any proof, they, they say he did nothing and uh, uh, let's give back the money to him and they did like bring back the money this time is 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 uh, the same like they asked him to thousand five hundred shekel without any evidence without any proof this money the occupation using this punishment because they know that we are simple people who don't have this amount of money but they are trying to 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 let us stop being big activists or stopping our activism through these punishments like through being a lot of money put us in prison without any evidence without any proof without any justice to let us like stop our activism and store stop being activists
0: i see okay so something that i understand from from what you're telling me is that you know you your father um the people of your village they, they put emphasis on non-violence and i wanted to ask you about that uh and about that approach um do you feel that it's been effective and and where does that um that core belief come from
1: in all our, our communities we are like resisting and that's like uh, helped us at least in my village Swani as I, as I told you we stopped like the demolitions we got a master plan in in my village at least in 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 small part of of our village not in all the not in all the village not in all the uh the structures but most of them most of them are protected from demolition we got water we got electricity but that like as i told you from through campaigns through fighting really long long years through being many of us arrested as like my father many times was arrested and other people also in the village but it succeeded in our in our community so that we want to lead it in uh, the other communities around us to get master plans and stop the demolitions with the help of the activists, with the help of more people in the world who believe in our rights, who believe in justice and freedom for all hum- human beings. That belief comes from like the people in, of our communities, uh, like, like don't like to the development, don't like to hit other people's life. They want just their life to be improved and they live in peacefully. And they, as I told you, and live their simple life without being attacked, without their homes being demolished, without all these uh, troubles having around. Absolutely. It sounds
0: like, you know, as an activist and as somebody who lives in your region and sees the things that you see from day to day, um, it sounds like a real struggle um, with a lot of, of harsh realities. I want to know if there's something that you hold on to that gives you hope for for the future.
1: Yeah, honestly, not that much, but uh, uh, always you have to have hope to continue your life. Uh, the hope is and the people who's coming helping us. The hope on our activism. The hope of like the success of my village. The hope still in my in my family and my friends. That when we gather, we talk about about it, how we fight and all these things. The so hope is like you always have to find it it's really hard but uh yeah always always uh, we find, we we look for a hope we look to the to the to the good side of the life and we want to continue and we uh we still have the hope that the future will be better
0: absolutely well we hope with you
1: um is there anything else that you'd like to
0: share with our listeners about your story before we wrap up
1: yeah i want to everybody listen to to try help uh, to take uh, to take a role and to help at least to share this story uh, with their communities with their friends or to join our struggle to come on the ground uh, like do something for 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 our rights and uh, we will be thankful for everybody who will do it
0: I want to thank you very much for, for coming on it's really important stuff and I appreciate you taking
1: the time to uh, to share you're welcome you're welcome thank you and uh uh, hope that uh, this story will get shared on the, on
0: on the world. Thanks for listening and starting off season two with us. Uh, we are super excited to share more people and more stories with you, and uh, and to keep exploring uh, this super cool, super complex nation. We are excited to keep the show going. If you have any suggestions for topics or people whose voices should be heard, drop us a line. You can send us a message on Anchor.fm slash israel-underground and you can also follow us on facebook at il.underground
1: israel underground is written and produced by eden and zaki farber hennessy all additional audio is used under creative commons thanks for listening